Hey everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time. I'm your forever DM, Daniel Locke. And, uh, oh, I did the clicking thing. It's fine. Yeah, no, okay. I'm just hyper aware of it now. I know Why are you so aware of it? We were talking about how it was like, oh, the conversation feels so natural. Like, it's <laughs> not going to affect how I talk in day to day. And now I'm just like hyper aware of it all the time. I'm just like, when's the next click going to come? <laughs> now, you know, now I can't edit out the click because you mentioned it so much. Oh, that's true. Time. That's true. I'm like a, uh, I'm like a search engine optimization expert. Just always waiting for when the next click is going to come. <laughs> uh, who are you? Anyways, again, yeah, you know? I don't think I said my name. I'm Daniel Lee. You know, this occurred to me when I was pissing just now. <laughs> I was using your very bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. Can you tell I cut my own hair? Uh, no, I can't. I, it looks like, I mean, you usually cut, usually your family or you cut your own hair, right? No, uh, well. Weren't you like one of those kids in Chinese school where the parents would put the Yeah, on yeah, when hair? I was a kid, yeah. But since coming back from Japan, I actually haven't gotten my hair, I've only cut my own hair. Oh, okay. This past year. Which, well, which is, it amounts to twice. Okay. I've cut my hair twice. Nice. Yeah, no, I was just kind of curious. Yeah, no, I think it looks right. Your, your cool. hair is wonderful. Thanks. Yeah. You also have that, like, straight Asian hair, so... Right, right, like... right. Well, my parents beat the gay out of me when I was younger, so... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. What am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, we totally endorse child abuse no, we... on this podcast. Oh, no, we don't. <laughs> like, bestiality? Oh, okay, well, now you have to edit that out. Oh jeez, we don't endorse bestiality or child abuse. Also, we haven't even talked about the podcast. This is a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast. Um, it's a D and D podcast where we take what? <laughs> yeah, we take a random prompt and turn it into a one shot adventure. Um, clearly, we're not doing that right now. Well, I mean, who knows? This could be the prompt. It could be the prompt. Child yeah, what, abuse? Let's, yeah, let's do it about child abuse. Oh my god, please no. That sounds cool and not traumatic. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna offend so many people, which is just Richard. <laughs> Which, hopefully, he right. hasn't gone through child abuse. It would be really sad if this is how we found out. Oh, my. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Hey, Daniel, <laughs> just I like, listen to your podcast. Yeah, I really couldn't make it through the latest episode. You guys decided to just go all in on, like, beating your kids. Oh, my God. I, I, I Yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of times where I'm, like, listening to an episode, I'm laughing so hard at our, like, jokes. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think I should keep this in the episode, but... Well, at the same time, I'm like, I guess I should. Like, when we went so hard on uh, J.K. Rowling or whatever <laughs> for the Harry Potter thing. Oh, you edited that out! I did not yeah. edit it out yet. Oh, you didn't? It's it's the next coming episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I call out J.K. Rowling. For being, like, a trans hater. Yeah, that's right. Wait. No, isn't it for designing... I don't remember. I mean... Well, also designing a poor hero, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was something about how, like, he... Like, Harry Potter is just an analog for, like, a poor kid who grows up and just like becomes another neoliberal yeah yeah and also that jk rowling hates trans people yeah oh no you're right you're right i mean you edited it so obviously you have a better recollection of it mm-hmm. than i did i didn't even remember i did it so yeah, yeah, yeah. okay cool yeah I, it's a nice part for daniel because he gets to like re-listen to the episode and really enjoy his own jokes again. right it is i mean it makes me sound like a megalomaniac <laughs> but like it is i love that song it is wait that's a song from uh, undertale i think oh yeah megalo wait is that is it megalomania? I, I don't know. I, there's no reason I should have cut you off from your conversation. Continue your train of thought. Yeah, no, sorry. you really fucked me up. <laughs> now my head is just full of like da 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 da. That's a very fun beat map on Osu. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe that should be the topic today. Osu? Yeah. No, maybe or beat not. map. Is it related? to Oh <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you see, I'm gonna name my first child Map. 
So not only does he have just a fucked up name, yeah, he. Uh, I'm not. Even, yeah, I don't want to finish that sentence. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants you to finish that sentence. It's so weird. Like when you're recording a podcast, it's like, man, we really shouldn't talk about this, but it's just like, well, gotta fill the silence. And then we're just like, yeah, child just keep abuse. talking about beating kids. That's cool. Yeah, please don't talk about beating kids at home. And please All don't right. beat your kids. This Time is to a disclaimer. <laughs> In case you needed a said to you. <laughs> if you're thinking about beating your child tonight. Yeah, this isn't the 50s anymore. You... Maybe don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe just don't. Maybe talk to him instead. Yeah, capital punishment. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Maybe just retire that. But, I mean, we still need a topic for the today's episode. And we had the bright idea of just improv Yeah, well, why don't we just kind of feel it out and we'll explain what we are trying to do this time so why don't you i'm gonna monologue about Child why abuse? yeah yeah about how my dad be okay <laughs> did, we, did you edit this out last no, I time did not. okay i don't remember when i said this but like i make jokes about my dad like being a piece <laughs> of shit like all the time even though he's not anyways yeah you guys heard in the last episode so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about just, like, why, like, kind of my thoughts on recording this podcast so far and, like, the sort of direction I want to take this episode in. And then you can kind of just, like, jump in if anything occurs to you. So we were talking about how a lot of the structure for our uh, one-shots so far have been very, like, plot-focused. By which I mean, like, I've personally been very concerned with, like, what is, like, the structure of the plot and, like, is the plot hook and the conclusion, like, narratively compelling enough mm-hmm. to be an interesting story. But then what I realized was having a cohesive narrative to a player in the moment, first off, doesn't really even matter because you're not really thinking about that as a player. So it doesn't really have any bearing on, like, the overall enjoyment of the campaign. And also, like, it's way more interesting in D&D to just, like, build things in the moment and, like, have interesting npcs or like interesting encounters or like fun items and that's a lot of stuff that we haven't really focused on because like we've been so compelled to like make a super cohesive plot structure or like plot advancement yeah with like a particular scenario one two three adventure where it's like oh you hit this block okay now you go to this next block yeah yada 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 although to be fair i don't know what a player experiences ever because i'm always the dm but that's besides the point Mm. um indeed it is yeah, so I guess this time around we're focusing more on the moment. I definitely want to try just, like, experimentally taking it in the totally opposite direction and being like, okay, let's try and focus a lot more on what is actually happening moment to moment. Mm-hmm. And also, let's remove ourselves from the sort of constraint of, like, having to follow the source material for something. Yeah. By just sure. being like, hey, let's just, like, name a topic or something like a very short phrase Mm -hmm. and then just build off of what that reminds us of and then just try and turn that incorporate stuff from that into some kind of plot do you remember that game that kids play in the car where they look at something and then they're like around and then they're like oh they have like they have like their two fingers and it's like a ninja and you're like running on oh that too but not that one particular but what's that game called where they're like looking outside like i i spy oh yeah okay I mean, do you want to play I Spy with this room? Or maybe that's the prompt. I Spy as a prompt? That yeah. could be interesting. I kind of like that. Why don't we just do some kind of like, what is it? Word recognition? First thing that comes to your mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I Spy. I'm reminded of like the, you know, like the old books? The oh, I Spy books? like the find the, yeah, find the like, shit, the where's the Waldo kind of thing? And it's kind of like, there's like a poem and it's just like, find 
five uh find five wrenches within mr Tooley's toolbox yeah yeah but uh, it, yeah i remember the one i was the one that i would read a lot actually i think i remember maybe this is me just completely fabricating memories mm-hmm. at this point but i remember like when i was a kid i would or I had an I Spy book that was kind of like a haunted house themed oh, one. I remember that one. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you remember it, then we've probably seen it somewhere together at least mm-hmm. in your and house. And then, yeah, maybe, maybe your house. Maybe my house. Maybe maybe I someone else's house. Maybe it was third party's house. I... Maybe it was the Scholastic Book Fair. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I was gonna like bring up a name of someone we both knew as kids, but I was like, maybe I shouldn't. But then again, no one listens Docs to this shit ass. anyways. Yeah. I mean, we know Richard. We've known Richard as kids. Have we? Oh, I guess that counts as kids, huh? I was thinking more like pre-10. Oh. Did we know anyone to get that pre-10? I feel like... Probably... Well, we would go to his house to play Smash. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then also Goldeneye. Right. Okay, are we thinking about the same person? Yeah, yeah. Same person yeah, we yeah. don't want to dox publicly? Yes, yes. Even I though think... he probably doesn't taunt us at all and probably doesn't And we'll never we hear this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe we should dox him just to see if it reaches him eventually. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll know kind of our influence. Mr. Burns. Okay, sure, yeah, Mr. Burns. From now on, that's the name of this character. His name is Mr. Burns. Okay, sure. That's going to really play into our campaign. I'm sure there's an I Spy Simpsons game somewhere. Oh, maybe there is. Okay. Yeah, they really dip their hands in a lot of marketing pies. Yeah, but at least we know I Spy, book. Oh, you know what? Oh, sorry. Okay, I no, no, I I didn't finish my extremely long tangent, which was um, (laughs) when I was in Japan, I worked at an Eikaiwa. Which is? Do you actually know what it is? Um, Maybe. I believe it's like... Sorry, I I sound like so fucking obnoxious. <laughs> so my understanding of what an Akaiwa is is an English. It's a school where you teach English. Yeah, well, it's just like English conversation practice, basically. Yeah. yeah right. So, and I remember finding the book again, but it was in, or I guess it was in English. I was thinking it was in Japanese, mm-hmm. but no, maybe I found it at school or something because I remember like finding the book in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, that's the end of the story. And so, stuff. so what I want to say is, one time I had a book. And then I saw the book again later. And that was crazy to me because I'm a toddler brain. <laughs> I have very, Whoa. I have no object permanence. Yeah. So yeah. when I see an object for a second time. That is kind of cool though. It's crazy. I, I would say that's kind of cool. No, though. yeah, it was really nostalgic. And it was kind of like, oh, you know. It's like uh, well, every time I see a Captain Underpants book in a hospital or something. Oh man. Do people keep Captain Underpants books? They're still around. around. I think oh. they still exist. I've seen them a few places. I think I've seen them at Barnes and Nobles a lot recently. Aren't they doing a movie? Uh, I feel like they already did one, but who knows? Oh, okay. Is this associated to I Spy in any way? I guess so, in a I way. I mean... Childhood? Ma- nostalgia? Childhood trauma? Oh, jeez, please, no. Bringing it back? <laughs> yeah, adults in their underwear? Uh, oh, okay. Well, oh, hmm. I mean, word association, we've kind of reached a weird <laughs> point. We've gone from I Spy, books, childhood, nostalgia, trauma, and... I guess, like, public indecency? Yeah, okay. Do we want to include any of that in a D&D game? I guess we can, if that's what you want to go for. I don't... Yeah, that's up to you. I think there's something we could work with here. So if we're taking it from an improv standpoint, those are our ideas. We just gotta run with it. This is how the game works. Yeah, and normally I would be fine with that, except <laughs> it's totally not cool with just being like, alright, great, we got I Spy, we got Child Abuse... <laughs> We got adults in their underpants. Yeah. Um, Scholastic book fair. Okay. Oh, book fair. That's kind of giving me some some D&D vibes. Um, Welcome to the book fair. Yeah. Okay. You want to you run with that? 
Yeah, let's go. Let's start like, running. This is the whole point of this one, right? So the the concept of like sort of like a magic fair in a fantasy setting is really nostalgic to me because one of the things that got me into fantasy books and sort of like on a whole D D in general mm-hmm. is um the Cleric Quintet, I think is the name of the series. It's by R.A. Salvatore, I'm pretty sure. Because it's like adjacent to the Icewind Dale trilogy. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. And it's the book where the character there's like a dwarf druid named Pickle. <laughs> I like it. That's yeah. Cute. So and if so, if you know the series, you know the series. Um, yeah. So my my friend introduced that to me, and there's I think like a short story in it about like a wizard fair, and it's just like very nostalgic, remembering like describing kind of just like going to this fair, and then you just see like wizards like slinging fireballs around and stuff like that. So, yeah, that invokes a lot of fantasy imagery for me. Okay, I think we have a lot to work with here for our prompt, for yeah. our prompts that we have been given. So we'll try to see if we can incorporate that into a one-shot adventure. How's that sound? Yeah, I like, um, so you know how a lot of DM one-shots are like, hey, I have this really stupid joke, and I'm going <laughs> to reveal it to my players at the end of the campaign that they were just like in this dumb pun, basically. Okay. It was a lot of ruse. I think it would be really funny to... It's like, oh, you you happen upon this traveling circus fair kind of thing. Okay. And there's all these, like, mystical tomes, and then at the end you reveal them. Oh, it was the Scholastic Book Fair. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can wrap back into that. But let's take it scene by scene in the adventure hook on yep. what we're doing. Great. Implementing those improv terms already, you're a changed man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I've changed, man. <laughs> I've changed. <laughs> man. You just accepted it, man. You used to be different, bro. Yeah. But that's not what improv is. I'm expect- <laughs> accepting what my partner brings to me. Improv. Yeah. We're improv bros. I'm an improv man. That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That's <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> yeah, anyways. I mean, it's not even the same word. It, uh, yeah. All right. It's just one letter off. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So, I guess first off, in any good one-shot adventure, we gotta go from the hook, right? So, sure. what's bringing them into this? Why are they enticed by this book fair? Or, I guess if we're going from, like, earlier on, maybe they see something, because they spot something, right? Um, yeah, yeah, maybe, like, on their way to, you know, the classic, You're on a caravan, headed for the nearby town of... Gondor. Yes. That's copyright, no. Not um, related to the Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah, or I It's spelled Salvatore. differently, because in this Gondor... Uh, there's three ends. <laughs> Gondor. <laughs> I guess is how we say it. We'll have to try to keep track of names as we go. No, it's two silent ends at the beginning of the word. Oh. <laughs> Gondor. You kind of have to go like, Gondor. <laughs> Gondor. So, yeah, so everybody kind of sounds like an old wizard when they say it. Oh, okay, okay. Is this... I think that's enough, right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, because I don't think we need to read too deep into it. You kind of just have to be like, you know... Gondor. Yeah, because if you just kind of say, like, there's a book... You're not going to say book fair, obviously, because that kind of gives away the lead. But, yeah, you know, just like, oh, you see... I don't know how you describe it. Well, how about this? Um, Here's another take, and you can tell me if you like the hook or not. I already hate it. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, damn me, Darnie. Uh, I don't know why I said that. That doesn't make any sense. What if... Damn me, Darnie. Damn me, Darnie. What if the group is sent to track down a spy at a festival all right and that's how they get introduced into the scene they're at a festival and they have to find the spy at the festival okay okay yeah i like that i like that because it kind of becomes like a you infiltrate this event Mm -hmm. and you don't know what it is Mm -hmm. and i think it would be a cool sort of exposition 
to kind of just not tell them what kind of event it is. Yes. And then when they get there, they're like, oh, it's a bunch of cool magic shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ngandor. Ngandor. All right. So they make it to Ngandor's mm-hmm. uh, festival. Well, it's, yeah, we definitely have to use that now. Yeah, it's going to be in there. But yeah, like, how do you like that hook? Is that where we're going with? Is that like the scene we're playing with? Yeah. Yeah, right. I do enjoy it. So that's the reason they're here. They're looking for a spy at a festival. What things can we put in the festival, like NPCs or people or puzzles maybe that they have to interact with? Because my first thought as a DM is like, oh, you present in festival. They can go anywhere they want. They, they need can to choose leave. to totally ignore it yeah, and go can... dungeon delving instead. <laughs> that's also a possibility. But they need a lead, right? They need something to be like, oh, besides the fact that the spy is here, there's something that's like a tell for the spy. Like they're looking for something. Maybe they're trying to spy the spy. Yeah, yeah. That's so <clears throat> fucking so many S's is going to sound terrible. Did you mean to incorporate the I spy no. as the spy? Because it's very funny that that came back we'll, we'll just say we did and then okay, that's yeah. how it worked out <laughs> okay so create an edit point here uh-huh man it was so insightful of you to loop it back to including a spy which harkens back to the original concept of i spy that we started with truly sage-like thinking <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then, so just edit that edit that over what i said before i, I don't even know if he's like you're trying to like <laughs> neg me or something <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? Okay, so anyways, to talk actually about this hook. Yeah, I think um, it would be fun to just have like, we just choose some sort of attractions um, and then just be like, okay, well, we know that the thief is, or the spy is going to be probably like trying to sabotage something. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should decide like, you know, he has a target. Maybe it's like the, I was going to say Grand Wizard, but that's a KKK thing. <laughs> is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the highest... Like the like the CEO of the KKK is like a grand wizard, or you know, what like, is he a fucking nerd? Like no, no, the they hell? like they literally have like weird ass fantasy titles for like higher ranking members of the KKK. What like lord and high like baron and shit? I I only know grand wizard, but like yeah, like literally you become like a wizard when you ascend to all three letters of K. Is that like? I yeah, when you it. when you collect all three Ks of power, there's the K of power, <laughs> the K of courage, and the K of wisdom. And then when you get all three, you become a grand wizard, and you unlock the door in the Temple of Time, the Temple of White. And you pull out the Slave Master Sword. Okay, now I think we have to cut that out. Okay, hang on, new idea for a one-shot. <laughs> We have a good time. We have a good time here, one shot at a time. One shot at a good time. That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> what am I gonna do with this episode already? That There's would so much work. <laughs> that would be another like really funny bait and switch in terms of like introducing like a full ass campaign to your players and then just being like, yes, once you've collected the three relics and then you just like slowly reveal the fact that they're just k's and it's like you've collected the three k's of power oh man okay um what were we talking about oh the festival the attractions and oh yes the spy should have some kind of target so because i guess you would kind of be trying to like prevent whatever sort of like phantom thief crime that he has kind of forecasted yeah i guess we can start with something like that and see where that goes because in my head i'm like do we need a target maybe they're just tracking the spot maybe their job is just to catch the spot oh and he's just kind of hidden himself in yeah. this yeah oh, okay and your that's job cool. is to find him i somewhere. like that yeah. yeah 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 i like that yeah it could kind of be like you're on his trail and then 
kind of mid chase he dips into this yeah into this like festival or something it makes me think of like a lot of like the modern day movies where they're like revamping all our childhood memories into gritty hardcore it's uh, like i right. spy but it's a murder <laughs> game you know something this like summer yeah i spy death <laughs> and something something lady screams 2023 right, right. warner brothers Hey, we got you a sick-ass movie idea, Warner Brothers. (laughs) Yeah, cut this from the podcast. (laughs) Definitely need to write the script for I Spy Hardcore Remake. But in the same sense, I think it is also good for us to have, like, an idea of what the spy is doing, maybe to help move him around and figure that out. Because we can make it so the one-shot's, like, all about the group finding the spy, but if they have to role-play the spy in any way, at least there's some idea of what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, um, so ideally, what we would have set up here is, like, you enter this fair mm-hmm. and you can see all of the attractions and you can see all of the sort of major NPCs and you can kind of just interact with whatever you want. And eventually it will all kind of tie itself to whatever sort of resolution you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So however that will manifest itself, we can kind of workshop. But I think maybe what it would kind of be is like you go to a certain number of these attractions and Mm -hmm. then you know every time you sort of kind of like win the game or whatever you know if it was like a festival you or like a carnival or something yeah or like Mm -hmm. so once you finish like the attraction Mm -hmm. then you'll either get some kind of clue or Mm -hmm. you know some kind of event will trigger yeah that'll kind of lead you around or you know finish piecing piecing pissing together this puzzle (laughs) yes yeah i i like that so in that realm of thought process i think what would be cool for how this like fair is designed is like it's a magical fair where all the stands and items are like book themes you know right just kind of like leading into it and then like to enter a game you jump into a book oh i actually love that yeah reading rainbow yeah yeah (laughs) i can only think of the dmx remix of that oh shit really whenever, whenever that gets brought up um, no, that's actually a great idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Like, if I was a player and the DM was like, okay, you see this weird festival, or carnival mm-hmm. kind of thing, and you check it out, and then it's like, you find out that there's just, like, tomes set up, mm-hmm. sort of, like, or in a circle, or, you know, like, in some kind of presented fashion, mm-hmm. and then you can just, like, enter them, and they all are their own little, like, Dark Souls portrait world. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of it being, like, a carnival game, it would be, like, you literally enter this book, and then maybe you have to, like, solve, or maybe you, you kind of have to, like, finish the ending or something like that. And, yeah, and then, yeah. And then you leave. Yeah, I like that. So, in a way, it's, like, still a carnival festival, but, like, to enter the games, you have to leap into the book and right. enjoy a narrative tale of childhood wonder. Oh, you know what we should do is uh, maybe, like, every single book is sort of, like, a sort of Aesop's fable kind of thing. Oh, where yeah. it's, like, you have to, it, like, teaches a moral, and mm-hmm. so, like, kind of based on your knowledge of the story like that'll kind of guide your decisions when you're in it and then you can kind of like finish the story okay finish this fight yeah (laughs) to bring it back cool 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 so let's list off some of our like old like aesop fables that we know as a kids because the one that comes to my mind is like rabbit in the hair the grasshopper and the the ant i think the ant yeah yeah i guess it because it needs to be something that kind of the players all already know Mm mm-hmm American um, players, sorry, foreign people, we don't know any of your fairy tales. I think Aesop's fables are pretty universal. Oh, okay. 
But yeah, I mean, hopefully. But I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's an English podcast. Yeah. Speak American. Speak American. We speak American on this podcast. Yeah, might <laughs> get up in it. <laughs> oh, okay. What? Uh, I don't know. Do you remember there was like you know how they always do these videos where it's like we asked Americans to find their oh wait I don't know why I'm doing <laughs> find a southern accent there find their inner <laughs> sail. Well, no, because it's like hey, can you point out America on this map? And then people yeah, like, yeah. are fucking pointing at Australia and stuff. Oh, what? Why would they point, point down down well, under? Because I'm not going to die. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting, I'm standing up from my chair. I'm opening the door. I've left the Wait, room. come back, mate. Come back. <laughs> we got to finish this podcast. Nope. I'm leaving. I'm out your front door. I'm inserting the keys into my car and I'm driving away. I'm not dealing with this weird new Australian character you've made for yourself. <laughs> I'm fully disengaging. Oh, uh, my apologies. I'm rogue, bonus action, disengaging from this conversation, dash action, running 60 feet away, and I'm just going to dash every turn away from this conversation. No, but come back! I'm back in the room. I don't know. And we're doing a podcast again. <laughs> Scene. So it either has to be something that everybody already knows, yeah. or... I mean, because maybe it's something like the person who, you know, like the bookkeeper of mm-hmm. that book, maybe like tells you a tale or something mm-hmm. or no, I mean, I guess it would be really redundant for someone to tell you tale. a story and then you jump into the story. Yeah. It's just like, why didn't I just read the book? But yeah, no, I think it would be cool to sort of be like, hey, here's the setup for this. Actually. Okay. Here's what it is. Every year or, you know, every period of time. Every there, millennia. In Uganda. Um, okay, here, here's the setup. So it's a fair, and they hold it where the wizards spend all year or whatever. The scholars. Yeah, or yes, the, 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 wait, so it's scholastic, right? Yeah, so scholars, right? So the scholars of tick, maybe? The scholars tick? They all have ticks? Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not offensive. Right, great, yeah. Let's just give them turrets and they'll all be quirky and they'll curse at funny times no that's not okay please <laughs> don't do that right. people anyways um yeah so we'll make up some stupid pun name at the end but so basically like these wizards kind of spend all year enchanting these tomes mm-hmm. and then what it is is like they invite um adventurers to come and like finish the story inside of so like they enter the tome and mm-hmm. then like their actions write the rest of the story oh okay, okay. so it's like well we want like cool genuine stories mm-hmm. so like let's just invite adventurers to come and like enter these books mm-hmm. so i guess not only is it like haha get punked it was the scholastic book fair the whole time it's also haha get punked you're just playing D and D and yeah 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 i like that so that's okay. cool well maybe that's the hook yeah because you can just be like well you've been invited because like you are these prolific adventurers and they want like these this like circle of wizards want to invite you or, you know, just invite adventurers of your caliber to come and, like, participate in this sort of event to write cool stories. Yeah, but I do like them chasing a spy down. <laughs> right, oh, because the I, you were so intuitive yeah. in incorporating our first idea of Big a spy. Brain. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can execute it whichever way you want. I think having you could just have them run through these books, and that's a thing, too. Yeah, it is true that... There does need to be some sort of conclusion. Yeah, and that's why where the spy comes in, I think. Like, maybe they're a spy from another country, or maybe you're just hunting them and you happen to stumble upon the Scholastic Book Fair, which can give you more reason to give them an exposition on what's going on. But those are more like DM mechanics on how you want to approach it. But we generally have the idea of what we're playing with, which is they're diving into books, and then after completing a certain amount of books and Aesop Fables, they get 
the Triforce and they can complete the story. Okay? Yeah, the word Triforce just reminds me of the three Ks. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay, anyways. Yeah, yeah, so... Okay, here's... I got it. So, the backstory is they're holding this festival, and originally, you know, they want to invite adventurers to... I actually... I fucking love this idea. I know I'm just, like, jacking myself off here, but it's, like, actually <laughs> it's so... It's gross! Get that out of my way! Yeah, yeah. Get Sorry. I know I've been beating my dick this whole time, yeah. just in the open. No. Yeah. You should cut that. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, so, um, anyways, uh, before I started talking about masturbation, <laughs> like, I just... I love the idea of, like... Masturbation? Yeah, yeah, and I do it all the time. Three times a day. God fucking damn it. That sounds so painful. Three times a day is not that much. If you space it out... Okay, that's fair. You got enough time to recover. A good, like, four, five, six hours in between each sesh? Four, five, six... How much time do you have in a day? 24. But you have to sleep. That's still six hours of sleep. If I... Wait. Yeah, yeah, six hours of sleep. So I, I, I jack off once per six hours. Okay. That's 18 hours. And I still have six hours of sleep. I feel like at some point you're just like firing off dust. No, I, yeah. And after the third time I've come for the day, I'm already so tired. I'll fall right asleep. And then boom, fully energized for the next day of jacking off three times. Is that, is that how you feel about we should jacking not, off? Okay, anyways, I'm, I need to finish this thought because it's not even like I have a cool idea for the campaign. It's literally just me being like, my idea was really good, bro. So... <laughs> Anyways, let me tell you about my own idea and how sick I think it is. Yeah, anyways, so I, I had a really cool idea. So what I was actually going to say was, before I went off on a tangent about how good I thought my own idea was. Okay, so you have the setup. You have the wizards, and every year they're like, hey, we're inviting adventurers to like write cool, genuine stories by entering our books. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like simulating the rest of the story. And then... God, let me just talk about what a great fucking idea that is. <laughs> You're done. Okay, we're done talking about your fucking idea. All right. No, no, and then the hook is you're invited on that premise, but mm -hmm. then when you get there, they're like, hey, um, we have a bit of an issue. There is, like, an agent of maybe, like, a rival, chaos. you know, scholar circle or something, okay. an agent of chaos or something, who has, like, infiltrated the fair, and we don't know what book he's in. Mm -hmm. So, like, you need to just, like, start jumping in these stories finding any traces of him, but the only way to get out is to finish the story. You could even just have them jump into one and then you end up finding him. Or yeah. you can you can kind of like, every single one is just kind of like a short encounter or like, yeah, no, I, I kind of like the concept of like every single book just kind of being like a short punchy scene um, where it's like you jump in and then like maybe for this one, like you're just talking to an NPC. Yeah, like maybe like it's like a grieving widow and she needs to get over her husband's death. Well, it should be like an Aesop's tale, right? So it's like, oh, you have to convince uh, the ant to work hard or something. Or... Oh, yeah, you could do that. Well, I was thinking, since it's kind of just like, we're inviting adventurers to finish these stories, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, they're all fables, you know? Like, it could just be like, I'm stuck at this point where, like, I want to, like, write a badass fight scene, but I can't, so I need adventurers to come in and just, like, wrestle this, uh, like, manticore or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. that's definitely a solid way to do it. I think just for, like, my personal approach i would love to do it via fairy tales because that's like an easy tie-in right it's like oh you gotta go fight uh, like three bears and save goldilocks from getting eaten it's like that's your fight three fucking bears oh or, okay yeah 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 no no i like that you're like oh you jump into the scene of red riding hood and the wolf's eating the grandmother and it's taking her place but you have to figure out like is this the grandmother or is this the wolf because you're about to axe an old lady maybe oh yeah they should just be fairy tales no i love mm -hmm. that yeah because it's like there's another level of just like, hey, it's a cool D&D &D spin on fairy tales. Exactly. I actually, I love that. Yeah. 
Hey, why don't you spend another 15 minutes talking about how your idea is really sick? Okay, so my idea is amazing because I just like fairy tales and then just repurposing other people's content in my stories, as all great DMs do. No, I'm kidding. Sick. Don't write your own shit. Just plagiarize, clearly. Indeed. Yeah, that's the entire point of this podcast, actually. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, those are, like, the kind of books that you would dive into, and, like, whether or not, like, the spy has to make it all the way to completion is probably not his goal, but he might leave, like, little trails there. It's like, oh, where is he hiding? It's like, you have, like, five different books. So it's like, you have one where it's, like, Red Riding Hood, and maybe he's disguised himself as the grandmother, and then you find things of, like, the picnic oh. basket and other stories, or... Okay, I feel like I have to say this, or it's gonna be in in the back of my mind. Yeah. For this entire thing, but when you said the spy makes it to completion, <laughs> definitely just sounded like he came. Are you trying to make it so I keep the masturbation? No, joke well, it's like really going to bother me. Well, I mean, it was really bothering me because like it was hard for me to focus because I was just like, yeah. Does he realize he said that? <laughs> Anyways, I didn't. No, I do like that though because what we can do is um, because everybody knows these fairy tales, obviously. Mm-hmm. You keep, like, jumping Obviously. Into you all know these. Who hasn't heard of fucking Little Red Riding Hood? Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to, like, be a character, but I think I ended up just, like, coming <laughs> off as kind of being an asshole. Super antagonistic. <laughs> like, we assholes in here! Why is Daniel so, like, proud about knowing fairy tales? Yeah. Right. So it'll be, like, you kind of jump into these fairy tales, and then you have to find the one that has something off about it. So it's like, you know, you jump into, like, Goldilocks, and it's like, okay, well, maybe, oh, there's a fourth bear? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. This isn't the Goldilocks I know, and then you kind of, like, have to figure out which bear is the spy or something like that? Yeah, it just makes me think of, like, those, like, children's game on the computer back when, like, CD-ROM still exists, where it's like, oh! Math there's... Blaster! Exactly, like, Math Putt-putt. Blaster. Yeah, or, like, fourth grade island adventure or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I like how it's just, like, if you were, like, a teacher and you were, like, I need an educational game for my kids. And it's just, like, hmm, putt-putt, okay, hmm, math blaster, what's a cool name? And yeah. then it's just, like, in all caps, fourth grade educational island adventure supplement. She's <laughs> like, hmm, which one do I buy? Yeah, or Oregon Trail on the floppy. Ah, uh, Oregon Trail I don't think was an educational game, because people would just, like, fucking die. Yeah, like syphilis or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Dysentery it's is very that yeah. Oh, that's it, dysentery. I think oh, that's it! Shoutouts to dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> but there's two ways you can approach it, right? The spy could be in every book that the Claire's go in and just, like, hiding out already. And, and then gets away each until, time. Yeah, yeah. Or he's, like, left trails that he's, like, tampered with the books and you have mm. to fix the books into, like, a more proper ending. Like, in Goldilocks, he destroys all the porridge and Oh, okay, pissed. well, this is how we bring it back. In Goldilocks, Father Bear is, like, a deadbeat dad who beats his... <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No! And you have to whip him into shape! Oh, actually... No! Mom! <laughs> well, you're fixing a deadbeat dad, right? Like, he's just, like, a bad dad, and he's, like, running off with Goldilocks? Or... Oh, hold on, that's getting in a dungeon. <laughs> Wait, it was, like... I was, like, hmm, yeah, let's run with this. And it's, like, yeah, and also he's fucking a human girl. And I'm just, mm, mm, that's bringing it a little too far back. Why can't we do this anymore? <laughs> Wait, okay, well, no. But, well, that that brings me to a point I want to make, which is I, I do want to actually flesh out a few of these stories. Yeah, let's tackle three. Just pick three fairy tales that you love, and we'll go with that. Okay, you know what? I do like the... So let's run with that idea. Not fucking a human girl. Um, but <laughs> just like... No. But just like... Uh, well, hang on. What's the story of Goldilocks? So Goldilocks breaks into this house, and then... Tries three things, and... What is the moral of the story? 
she sleeps in someone else's bed right and everything is just right and so then, is she just a piece of shit or like what, what was the story trying to communicate yeah she's a home invader and just like mooching off people's stuff and i think it's also oh possibly... so it's an it's like an allegory for why we shouldn't have welfare no <laughs> okay that's definitely on. not it let's see what wikipedia says about what goldilocks is about i guess there's also another way to look at it. it's like what is your takeaway of goldilocks what, what do you think the moral is and then i'll give you mine and i'll tell you what google says okay so well i'm literally trying to remember what happens because doesn't she get scared off by the bear right like she gets discovered yeah i think from my understanding which is like the more like pg version which is like she goes into the house she tries all the pores she's like oh this one's just right right she goes and like sits on the chairs oh this one's just right breaks like two other chairs and then like like goes in all the beds and like oh this bed's just right and then the bears discover she's there and chase her out yeah but what's the moral don't just use other people's shit for no reason but i mean when then what's the point of being like yeah and this one was just right I think certain things are just right for you, and you are a bear, secretly deep down. But only when it's someone else's property? I guess so. Okay, so, per Wikipedia, Maria Tatar, which I guess is the person who wrote this? Yeah, really give me a lot of that background info. Maria Tartar didn't write this, but apparently her notes say that the tale is sometimes viewed as a cautionary tale that imparts a lesson about the hazards of wandering off and exploring unknown territory. So that's the the moral, is like, be careful when you're going the unknown because you don't know what's going to be there okay so the whole like trying out different things was really just basically a story writer buying time or kind of like if you're telling it vocally then it would be like basically just trying to like build tension yeah but apparently the whole just right thing is typically framed today as a discovery of what is just right but for earlier generations it was a tale about an intruder who could not control herself when encountering the possessions of others so that's like the original interpretation yeah but like a modern day interpretation is like how to find something that's just right is you have to try things okay well that sounds like bullshit because like (laughs) she literally gets chased off at the end so like that clearly okay no that does make sense because when you think about like hearing the story for the first time it's like when you get to the end of the story, it's like, wow, she broke into these bears house and then just ruined everything. Cause she like breaks the chairs. And I think she like, she ruins the beds Mm -hmm. and then eats all the porridge. Mm -hmm. We don't have to use Goldilocks either. Just saying. Yeah. Maybe Goldilocks is not the best one because there's not like a correct ending or maybe I guess it is just like, Maybe it's like that you like meet the bears and the bears are like, hey, we need your help getting rid of this like witch that has oh, yeah. like taken over our house. Oh, that could be it. Like there's like a home invader and like they're like someone broke into our house and we can't go in there. I need someone to clear it out for us. Yeah. Okay. So let's say that this spy or this agent mm-hmm. has sort of like a signature uh, kind of like tampering method. Mm-hmm. And so maybe like he casts a spell on Goldilocks and like makes her really powerful or something. Mm. Um, or like possesses her and then she kind of like becomes a thrall of his and then like gains powers or something like that Mm, so then you're kind of like going so it's like okay well she gained these powers and now the bears need your help to like vanquish her basically so well first off are we going with the direction that we're chasing the spy through different stories or are we going the direction that we're looking for clues that will lead us to the correct story where the spy will reside I think it would be cleaner for the DM to just be able to decide whichever story they go into has the spy in it. Mm. And then just be like, okay, you found him at the end. And then move on to like whatever the resolution is. Because I'm thinking about it now. And so let's, for a second, take a step back from actually designing the encounter. And I'm stepping back. Okay, nice. Get in the groove. Okay, so um, because let's decide like, 
how we actually want the story to end our you know our actual overall story arc because yeah. it's like you're gonna be going through these books and those are gonna be sort of like long form role play or combat encounters and then ultimately you're going to find the thing you're looking for be that the spy or evidence of where he is mm-hmm. and then that's going to culminate in either is that going to be just an epilogue or is it going to be a final encounter the spy I think capturing the spy is the success of the story. Like, you don't have to fight the spy, you just have to catch him. Yeah, I, I was thinking that as well, because it feels a little overwhelming right now planning it out to be like, okay, you are you can, like, enter literally any of these books, and then you're trying to find the spy, and then if you were, like, going through all these little, like, story encounters, and I, then it was like, okay, now you have to fight this boss, it mm. would feel kind of overwhelming, I think. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely set rails where it's like, oh, we believe someone has tampered with these three particular stands with their books, and then you know, like, okay, there's three scenarios you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to add in, like, a boss fight where he, like, assimilates all the books and becomes this giant book monster, you can Mm. do that, too. Um, There's definitely a lot of approaches for that, but the spy is essentially just wreaking havoc with three books, and you just have to figure out where the fuck he is, and you have to figure out which book he's in. Yeah, so why don't we just do this? Why don't we have it so that he has... So it's like, we tracked this guy down and he fled into this side of the event. So he has to be in one of these three mm-hmm. stories. And so it's just like, okay, well, we'll just kind of go into them one by one and figure out mm-hmm. which one he's in. And then, so you'll you'll just like play through all three. And then at the end, you find him and then you capture him. And then yep. there, there will be some kind of narrative ending. Yeah. And we can say that he couldn't escape because the wizards have like sealed off this area. So he's kind of trapped hidden and he's kind of waiting his way out but you as adventurers are just gonna go in there and get your shit done yeah i like the idea that he has kind of like hidden himself as a like narrative property of the story Mm -hmm. so either like he's a character or he is like a um, tree yeah like he's hiding within the scene of or like within like the description Mm -hmm. of some scene or something yeah so like if we're still gonna go with goldilocks we might not but like he is like you said the fourth bear or maybe he's an extra chair in the room. It's like, right, oh, there's four right. chairs instead of three, and then you can let the players use their own personal knowledge of the story to help guide them into finding what's the abnormal property. Kind of like I Spy, in a way. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like how it's almost like a sort of Brothers Grimm spin on it, where it's like, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be like this, but I like the idea that it's like, you enter this fairy tale, and then there's just like something eerily off about it, and then it like turns out to be sort of like, I guess it would be the spy, so it wouldn't be, like, a monster, but... Yeah. And you kind of like how it's, like, you enter this fairy tale, and it's, like, supposed to be sort of, like, you know, very childlike in fantasy. You, you can even say the spy is, like, a shapeshifter, so he's, like, kind of, like, mm. causing a different problem, like, oh, it's a wolf, now it's, like, a fucking jaguar in here for some reason. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. In case you want to turn the spy into an encounter, or to cause something different, but he can manipulate the world, too, to some extent, not to, like, an overall power, but to cause havoc within the story. Yeah, well, because, I mean, and the concept is kind of, like, it is a magical book, mm-hmm. and so, like, you're sort of manifesting things within the story just by kind of, like, interacting on this sort of, like, magical world. Exactly. Okay, just, like, a quick breakdown or a recap. The spy is just going to be found at the end. You're not going to have to fight him. You can if that's what you want to do as a DM, but that's not our design. The players have three specific books that they're looking to enter and deal with. You can add more if you feel like you need more time. Just be like, ah, oh, two more books fell out of the sky, and some asshole decided to run his stand next to this one. But at the end... Clearing these three will let you interpret which one he's in for sure. Or clearing two will guarantee which one you know he's in because he'll leave clues about it. 
and maybe like tell you what he's hiding as within the book and in case like your players are like we're stuck we don't know where to go you can say like oh re-enter some of the old books and then you can add in more clues hmm. for us where do you want to hide the spy and actually i guess first off what books or stories did you want to use yeah well we might as well run with goldilocks um, we have to run with goldilocks I mean, so we had a lot of problems with the morals yeah so i yeah right <laughs> I think I prefer the idea of like having to find something that is wrong about the story. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we should probably do something that's like a little more concrete in terms of morals so that, well, maybe not. Because like it would have to be a story where like there is like things that the character encounters and then you kind of have to like figure out which of the things is wrong. Yeah. Well, let's use our own favorite fairy tales as kids. What's yours? Damn, what would be good? What are fairy tales? Let's just list some off. Uh, Goldilocks. That's Red a fairy Riding tale. Hood. Red Riding Hood. Right. Okay. Okay. I was like, I needed to like get into the mental space of like what the fuck a fairy tale even was. Yeah. What else do we have? Uh, Hansel and Gretel. Mm. Could be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Jack and Jill. Isn't that just like a nursery rhyme? Oh, maybe. Are nursery rhymes fairy tales? I mean, in a way, they could also be incorporated in this. That's true. I mean, it's That's, the same vein. The main goal is just to have something that like players can easily pick up on. Like, oh, this is related to whatever we talked about like as kids yeah 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 yeah. there's uh the grasshopper and the ant there's the rabbit and the hare i I guess in some ways you could use like a lot of the disney stories like snow white and like sleeping beauty and all that stuff because there's stories that exist too in the world i'm trying there's gotta be more stuff in the vein of like little red riding hood right like pied piper maybe um oh and they don't have to be related. It could just be anything that we can tie in. Because it's like technically like a fair of stories. So right, right. it could be anything common. Like you want to use Game of Thrones because that's popular? Sure, why not? It's essentially D&D, but whatever. Yeah, okay. So I mean, I, I guess it would kind of make sense that you're, you say like, oh, he ran into the fairy tale section of the fair. And that's... that's if you want to go that way. Or just like, oh, he ran into like this cart and three books fell out and he's hiding in one of these books. Yeah, okay. But it's more of like what book do you want or story you want to play with? Or maybe there's just like a particular story that you personally enjoyed do we want to do fairy tales like is that would there be like a more interesting approach i guess there's not really anything else that like everybody already kind of knows yeah and i think we're going to the end of like what makes things too interesting i think we just go with whatever the fuck we want yeah (laughs) yeah okay well it sounds like we only know three fairy tales okay but i mean i guess you could we could use anything yeah anything's a fairy tale nowadays so from the perspective of like we want something where inserting something that is off about the scene would be interesting i think little red riding hood would probably be good okay yeah okay so i think what what the sort of like encounter so to speak would be like is i think it would basically just be like you enter a book and then the book is at a certain point in the story yes and you just have to figure out if that scene is correct or not yeah so like little red riding hood i guess you i actually really liked your idea where uh you enter and you have to like figure out if he's like disguised as the grandmother or the wolf mm-hmm. or, or the hunter that's, yeah that's not really how that scene works well the, but, so the way the scene works if we're gonna explore that we'll just take that as the first one is that little red shows up technically the wolf is disguised as the grandmother well there's a few other versions of it where the little red shows up before the wolf gets there and then there's another version where like little red shows up after the wolf's gotten there and eaten the grandmother and the wolf is right. hiding out in the bed as the grandmother. And yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, you're, what big eyes you have, et cetera, et cetera. Then mm-hmm. the hunter like disembowels him and saves both of them somehow. Ah, right. Yeah, there's the cop-out ending where somehow a wolf eats an old lady hole. Yeah, eats an old lady hole, a child hole, 
The hunter comes in, cuts him open while he's sleeping, and puts rocks in him, which he's not a hunter anymore. He's like a surgeon with anesthetics to keep right. him asleep that long. Oh, is that? I've never heard that version. Oh, really? That's okay. the one I grew up with. Oh. It's the much, like, clean, nicer version. Yeah, it's it just, like, jumping through so many hoops. Just be like, yeah, and it was fine. Yeah, he, he drank so much water fine. and then drowned, <laughs> and that's how the wolf died. All three little pigs is technically another story, I guess. More oh, yeah, Three Little Pigs might be a good one. Yeah, there's a lot of big bad wolf stuff. Maybe the spy's a wolf. Yeah, maybe. Room. I kind of like being like, oh, you realize that the tie is that he's a wolf in all of them? Mm-hmm. Might be kind of cool. Yeah. Is there another, like, wolf-based? Yeah, that features a wolf? I don't know. <laughs> all right well we'll figure that out doesn't matter well either way like i think the little red riding hood let's explore this one a bit more Let, let's break down the scene because where do we want to put the spy if he's in here or what gimmick do we want to have left behind by the spy to lead into another story all right yeah so the scene is grandma wolf hiding as grandma and then little red riding hood right so that's mm-hmm. that's what's here and then there could be a hunter somewhere but then also in like a cabin or in the woods which is a weird place to put your grandmother, but whatever. Yeah, well, you know. Okay. Fantasy logic. Fantasy logic. So how about this? You enter this book, and you, as, like, your party basically replaces the role of the hunter. In yes. This, in okay. this scenario. I like that. Okay. Um, so, like, you happen upon this cottage, and you're like, oh, this is Little Red Riding Hood, right? Because it's like, you see through the window, like, a figure wearing a red hood. Um, and then, like, someone in the bed. But then, like, you get there, and then maybe, like, you just find two Little Red Riding Hoods or something? what about this you get to the scene and you can talk to little red you guys are the hunters in this scenario okay Mm -hmm. and you describe the room it's a cabin and then you point out that there's like a pelt an animal pelt on the floor Mm -hmm. okay and the twist is that the grandmother didn't get eaten by the wolf she killed the wolf and skinned him and left him below and ate the wolf or something right oh Um, and oh and the grandmother is like either uh affected by the spy or tweaked by the spy or is the spy okay so I think to make this kind of like make the story sort of flow in in you know like a gamey sort of way, why don't we just say that you just have to figure out what the spy is hiding as, mm-hmm. and then once you maybe like you're given some kind of like dispel magic wand, and then you cast it on him. Maybe you have like a brief encounter. He runs away yeah. until the third story when you kind of have to like uh, fully. You have to declare I spy and then point him. Oh out. yes. <laughs> No, yeah, I love that. Okay. But you, we reword it in a way where it's like, yeah. Thou spieth! I, yeah, I will think of something funny and we'll edit it in later. Yeah, sure. But what do you think about making the spy the grandmother and it's like a role play scenario that you have to like negotiate, you have to like speak to Little Red, find out more about the grandmother, and then have to question her to figure things out. And then one of the clear like clues is that there's like an animal pelt on the floor, which if they have a ranger, they can identify it looking more like a wolf for some reason, just mm. to act as like an alternative if they need to solve it, if they try to explore the room. But we also need to like develop like what does the NPCs know? Because now we have Little Red and Grandmother, who is the spy, but they have to have different like stories and conflicting things to really draw out the fact that he's a spy. Yeah, okay, so I'm realizing now there kind of needs to be like a, a little bit of like a mystery element to this Mm -hmm. to like make the question of who the guy is like interesting at all yeah so why don't we just have it so you don't really replace the role of the hunter you just find the cabin and then the scene is happening where it's just like there's a grandmother there's little red riding hood and there's a hunter and you don't know which one is the spy okay and so you have to like do something to figure out who it is Mm -hmm. and i guess like you can't just like outright attack them because you risk killing someone in the story 
Yeah, because then you break the story, and then you're ejected out, and then you right. have to try again. That's yeah, just how that yeah, works. Yeah. Like, if you attack them, like, you can let them try. Like, they kill grandma, and then <laughs> they pop out, because they're like, oh, obviously the wolf is the grandmother. Right. So that's how the story ends. But when immediately when they do that, it doesn't work, because technically the spy is protected under the veil of the story as the grandmother character, who doesn't die in some versions of Little Red Riding Hood. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So let's see. What could the players do to determine who is not right in that world well first i want to make sure are we okay with making the grandmother the spy oh so it's gonna be grandmother for sure that's what i was thinking like unless you have something against it or you had an idea you wanted to play with first but otherwise i think that's a good direction to start with i think that's fine i'm thinking about like so if i'm a player and i am encountering this scene would would grandmother just be like the most obvious choice to me I think so. Because it's like, well, in the story, she's, like, the grandmother's literally a disguised wolf. But, like, I think the other part of it is that the wolf is also, like, a key character in it. So you're still trying to complete the story, which I guess in some ways you have to feed Red Riding Hood to the wolf, but... Yeah. Well, I I assume it's just going to end where you determine who is being, or, like, who the um, sort of in-disguise person is. Yeah, I, I think it's fine with it being the grandmother, because even though it may not be, like, the most interesting choice, it gives the players, like, at least one option, like, for the first scenario to deal with, if this is the first one, it's like, oh, it's the grandmother, and then they, I spy it, and then he pops out immediately, and it's like, oh, this is how the mechanic works in the story. Yeah, okay. If they need more clues, I think one of them is just the pelt on the floor being the wolf, they can talk between the grandmother and R- Little Red, I think Little Red is bringing apples or something in the story I read, but... Yeah, yeah, some kind of basket. Yeah, and you can also, like, specify, like, oh, like, my grandmother has, like, like regular, like, I don't know, some, like, regular eyes, and then it's like... Oh, And yeah. you can play off the story in that way. I'm a, let me make a investigation check on the mother's eye size. Yeah. Well, like, maybe that's part of it. It's like, oh, my grandmother looks like this. This is her eye color, this is her teeth, and this is, like, her stuff. And then when you look at her, she's like, she matches all three. But you know, as, like, a player who's heard this story as a kid, is that, no, it's supposed to be like, oh, what big eyes you have. Oh, what big teeth you have. What <laughs> right, cause. right. Right? Yeah, So it's like, yeah. why doesn't she have these, and what happened? And then you look around, and there's, like, an animal pelt, and that's how you role-play out the scenario to figure out, oh, this is the spy, and he gets jettisoned into another book. Right, yeah. Okay, so let's fully flesh out what kind of obstacles are in this scene mm-hmm. and like uh how you could potentially like what kind of skills you could use to potentially like roll for to get through it yeah and let's just do it for this one and then we can kind of just like leave the other two up to the imagination because this is probably going to take a while mm-hmm. so i'm kind of like thinking through it and since this probably isn't really going to involve combat i'm kind of thinking like what archetypes might people bring in and what kind of obstacles could we use to like make interesting use of their skills so here's the start of the scene you're in this forest clearing and you see a cabin and then you can make a perception check to look through the window and see that there's three people in there Mm -hmm. the door is locked and everyone in there is kind of like in full suspicion mode like full alert mode um they're contacting hq Mm -hmm. (laughs) they've seen they spotted an enemy okay and yeah hq uh, and what I'm thinking is like, so the party approaches the cabin and they need to get in first. Mm-hmm. And so they can like roll to break down the door. They can do kind of diplomacy or I guess that doesn't exist in 5e. Persuasion. Yeah. So they can like, you know, well, they can literally use diplomacy 
to like persuade okay. the hunter to let you in or you know like we the you, cops <laughs> yeah or something like that yeah yeah maybe you, animal control forest police yeah forest police department <laughs> with smoky the bear fpd <laughs> i like that yeah so first the, the first obstacle would be like getting into the cabin or i mean i guess you could even just kind of be like you're in a forest and then make them try and figure out what kind of story they're in first mm-hmm. maybe i don't know that might be kind of interesting um but yeah anyways so basically you get to the cabin and first you have to get in because they're not going to let you in because like they don't know who's who because like one of them is basically an imposter everyone's so, got an axe everyone has an axe <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's a, it's a mexican standoff but everybody has axes yeah yeah, so first getting into the cabin, that's going to be the first obstacle. So it's basically either, like, you break down the door, or, like, maybe you sneak in through the back window or something. Yeah, or um, if you're, like, a caster and it's a high-level one, you can, like, they teleport, teleport in. Or something? Yeah, yeah, magical. I like that. Um, you could blow your way in, you can lockpick it, yep. dig underneath, uh, go through the chimney, yeah, Santa okay. Claus style. So we got a lot of entry points. Mm-hmm. Um, once you're actually in there... How do we, where do we want to take this? You have to paint the scene first, I think, as a DM. You're like, you're in a log captain. You see a burly looking hunter with an axe. You see a young girl with a red hood with an axe and a picnic basket. <laughs> yeah, they all have axes. And then you see a grandma laying in bed. A with an sickly axe. grandma, yeah, in bed. <laughs> yeah, um, with an axe. Weakly um, holding a lumberjack's yeah. axe. And I think one of the things you can start off with is like, oh, you see like a healthy looking grandma in the axe. Because, you know, in the story, it's, she's supposed to be like a little more brittle and fail, but you see like this. 10 time right. Olympic gold athlete grandma chilling there. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I guess what it'll play out as is like once you're in the cabin, there's like a bunch of things that you can investigate to figure out like, hmm, like this person is clearly not. I think there's like a whole like detective questioning scenario that comes up where it's like, oh, you talk to each person and they have information to give you. So with Red Riding Hood, you can question her like, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah. And Red would be like, oh, my mother told me to go through the forest and be wary of wolves to bring um, some apples to my grandmother so she could feel better. Like, that's my alibi. And that's what I'm going with. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, cool. Like that checks out because that's what your story is. And then you can go talk to the grandma. She's like, oh, I'm waiting for my grandchild to come here to, you know, give me apples to heal me. Because maybe the spy doesn't actually know how fairy tales works. Mm-hmm. And then you can add in those steps of, like, if you want to push further, it's like, oh, what do you know your grandmother's eyes look like? Or what do you know, like, her teeth and stuff? It's like, oh, yeah, this looks like my grandmother. But, you know, at this point in the story, if the hunter's here, that means the wolf should be in the grandma's spot. Right? Like, that's the that's that should be the clue in ah right 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 Mm -hmm. oh that's great yeah and then you could be like oh what are you doing here hunter he's just like i just walked into somebody's house (laughs) right yeah because i'm supposed to be here for some reason so i it's funny because when i started suggesting all of this i literally had the idea like yeah it would be cool if you could interview each character Mm -hmm. and then like figure out which one doesn't know the original story and then i just forgot that and i was like oh how do you want to do this (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think the it would be a great sort of like uh, reveal or like a thing to uncover of realizing that the grandma doesn't know that he's not supposed to be the grandma. Like he's supposed to be the wolf. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because like if you're interrogating everybody and everybody seems to know the story, but then you're like, oh, wait, this person is pretending to be a grandma, not pretending to be the wolf. Exactly. And um, that's the problem. Yeah, that's great. All right, I think that's how we solve that particular story. And like I said, if you want to have an extra layer, you can have the wolf dead on the ground as like a pelt. Just as an extra like nature investigation, animal handling check, if you need something else to give them a clue. Because, yeah, the discussion will, it definitely has a high possibility of going off the rails. So Mm -hmm. basically it's like, 
Everyone points fingers at each other. It's right, you! Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, it's, it's the murderer is in this room! Uh-huh. All the anime cut-ins. Yeah. People being surprised. Yeah, I really don't see most instances of this going smoothly because, like, there's not really a clue of, like, how you're supposed to figure out who it is. So, You yeah. can have the storyteller in the beginning, like, the guy who made the story, be like, oh, yeah, this is a story about little red riding hood and something's wrong and i need you to go fix my story and we believe you know some asshole flew into it or something oh right because if he's explaining the origin of the story then he'll be like okay so we already have it written out so you're looking for a character who doesn't know his own backstory basically yeah who doesn't know his own backstory or just is not supposed to be there you know? right, right like if we're gonna do the goldilocks one later we yeah. can say that like there's a fourth bear or Goldilocks has black hair instead of gold locks. Or hmm. the house is alive and it's actually a giant mimic. Oh, or something. Monster House. Yeah, Monster House. That's a very creepy movie, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I really like that movie. Yeah, so the wizard will kind of explain to you, like, this is what you're looking for. So, like, if you see anything off, like, maybe, like, the characters don't know why they're there or whatever, let them know that the point is to go in and, like, figure out which character is not supposed to be there. Yes. And then if that's not enough then I imagine this is going to be a lot of, like, DM push and pull, where it's, like, you just are, like, hey, ask whatever questions you want to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just roleplay it out. Uh, and yeah. if that's not enough, then you just say, you just maybe give them some, like, physical clues that they can investigate checks with. Yeah, yeah. like, that's why I added in, like, the whole, like, animal rug thing in case yeah, they like want to do already from... killed the wolf or something. Yeah, yeah, and that's, it's just there, you know. Or maybe there's, like, a meat pie for some reason chilling there and it, like, tastes significantly like a wolf. Right, Something right. along those lines. But I think we've tackled this scenario quite a bit yep. and we have flushed it out enough. Let's move on to, like, another couple really quickly. Or do you want to just do Goldilocks because we talked about it for like, fucking four hours? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this has gone on long enough. I think we have this fleshed out enough that we might as well just be like, yeah, there's two other stories. Populate it how you want. Yeah. And then we'll just kind of design. Well, I'll do a quick five minute population of one of them. Goldilocks, okay, yeah, go ahead. there's four bears and they are fucking rabid. It's a combat scenario. Just go and fight four bears. Yeah, there should probably be some straight up combat ones. Yeah, yeah. if you want to do that, straight up combat. Or if you want to twist it around, Goldilocks a hag, fight the hag. You can twist it to the level that matches. My assumption, they're like level five to seven. I think I like that one more. Fighting a hag, Goldilocks hag. Right, because it's like you enter the story and then it's like, okay, well, okay, so this looks like Goldilocks. What's up with that? And then like you meet the bears on their way home. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, there's like this home invader and she's yeah. crazy. Yeah, they're like the Berenstein Bears or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just start saying, it's the bear. That's not the, that's not the song for that group either. What's that from? <laughs> I, d- uh, I don't know what that's from. No, I'm not, not even going to pretend I know. Hold on. It's the bear necessities. Jungle Book? Yes, that's it. That is Jungle Book, you're right. Got him. That is not even connected in any ways. I'm kind Maybe of Jungle Book should be the third book. Oh, shit. It could be. What is the moral Jungle Book? I don't remember. Snakes I think he... can hypnotize you with their eyes? Ah, yes. Yeah. I truly, I remember so little of this movie. Yeah, it's it's weird. I just know at the end, he's like, ooh, hot chick. And then he like follows her into like the city again and becomes human. It's, oh. it's a weird storyline. Oh, oh, the main character. Yeah, not the main the bear. character. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not the bear. I'm not going back to this. So Any- the bear just, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, we keep going back to bears fucking human girls. <laughs> Jeez, stop that. <laughs> uh, all right, um, but that's like a quick take on um, Goldilocks and the three bears. You can do a combat scenario, either a hag as Goldilocks or a witch or a caster. Yep. And they have, you can even manipulate the house if you want to build out a dungeon for it. Use the three chairs, the three beds, and the, the porridge, and they could be floating animated objects if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great way way to do it um for the next one we'll just go with uh the rabbit in the the, the turtle in the hair and yeah it's like oh you're chasing after 
Oh, what if the tortoise was just fast as fuck and it was like a chase mechanic scenario where you mm-hmm. just have to catch up to him somehow? Yeah, exactly. Like, you could just take the chase mechanic from the DM's guide and it's just like a quick, like, you're racing. Like, the hare is trying to catch up, but he can't catch up to the tur- tortoise because he's been doing cardio for the past four right, years. Right. He's just hasted for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that could be it. He's just hasted. And then the spy's just hanging on his back, okay? Ah, yeah. Back. Oh, you have to chase the spy who's riding the tortoise. Exactly. That's and pretty that, cool. That's like one way to end it, okay? And then once you catch the spy using chase mechanics, however you want to do it, you capture him, and then he, you pull him out, and you're like, oh, we fixed all the stories, we got the spy, and you successfully prevented um, Armageddon. You know what would be fun? So let's kind of keep this, like, very whimsical. Okay. Um, let's just say you're invited by this one scholastic wizard, and the person who's tampering with his stories is just a rival writer. Oh, okay. It's like, okay, you know, he's jealous of my work, and he's oh. trying to fuck up my latest stories. Yeah, I love that. Because in the same way, you could probably just make it so it's just one guy carrying like a cart and you can introduce it at any portion in your campaign and be like, oh, you run into this wizard and he's having some problems because his books Hmm. are all fucked up. So can you help him fix his stories? And he'll give you like a magical item at the end, which I mean, book related. What what do you usually get at a Scholastic Book Fair? Probably a book, right? Well, I got Age of Mythology. That's (laughs) all I've ever actually bought from a Scholastic Book Fair. Okay, so you get like a high def uh, strategy RPG. Well, no, it's a it's an RTS. Oh. Oh, real time no, it's like it's like Age of Empires, except with you can like choose god powers. Oh right, every right. age. It would be funny. I mean, this is like, hey, you should use a funny reference to my childhood <laughs> specifically in your campaign. Yeah, but yeah, maybe give them like some kind of like god blessed amulet or something. I, I like the idea. It's just like some dumb joke from like very related to you. So if you are a DM, like if there's a book that you really treasure that you got from the Scholastic Book Fair, or maybe you never got anything because your mother never gave you any money, bring that in in somehow. But essentially that's how the <laughs> one shot ends. Stop bringing the podcast back to child abuse. <laughs> I'm not trying to, <laughs> but, and you can just say that like, oh, if it's not already a fair, you can say like, oh, he's on his way to like a fair for children. He's going to set up a fair to teach him how to read. And oh, he calls it the Scholastic Book Fair. And you're like, oh, okay. Mm. And then there's your time. That's honestly supposed to be the payoff. Right. If it can be done well. But that's like the one shot, right? Do you see any other problems with it that we've had? I mean, we spent a good time just talking about trauma and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I like it. I think the ending will be kind of fun because I don't know if we have time to do this, but like. Uh, it'll it would just be fun to kind of flesh out like who the two uh, wizard authors are. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and kind of like what their rivalry is, and then you can kind of have like a fun role play session at the end where you mm-hmm. know you have to like present the the guy you caught to. Yeah, the it's wizard. Mr. Burns. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> does Mr. Burns have a rival? Um, not really, right? No, nah. He's just rich and overpowered. Yeah. Yeah, you can choose whatever you know kind of archetype you want. Yeah. He could just be a book wizard. I feel like he'd be like a very jovial, whimsical guy who just likes helping kids and teaching stories. He's like that classic... Um, ah, maybe you should, yeah, just model him after the Reading Rainbow guy. Yeah, uh, LeVar Burton, I believe is his name? Yeah. Yeah, it could just be LeVar Burton, and his enemy will be... Mr. Rogers. <laughs> what? Well, what it's is... like childhood education shows. Okay, okay. So they're competing educators, Okay. Maybe he's like a musical guy or something. He's like a bard. He's like, oh, I'll teach you through music instead. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but that's all the time we have. I'm gonna have a bitch editing this. My name's Daniel. You're Forever DM. This is One Shot at a Time. Daniel, did you want to summarize this? No. Okay, fuck it. (laughs) Uh, um, Did you want to, would you want to play in this?
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can spend another 15 minutes talking about how much I love my own idea. <laughs> if that if that gets the point across. I love how it's just your idea. It's not like we did anything together here. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, no. I'm specifically talking about how... I don't know why I was so caught up with just being like... God, the idea of entering books at a fair and wizards using adventurers to write organic stories is just so fucking sick. <laughs> and I just like, it, and it was just so hard for me to articulate that I liked my own idea. And I just like, spent... was that even your idea? Hold on. <laughs> well, no. Well, the idea of wizards being like, yeah, so we call in adventurers because we want to come up with organic stories by oh, having okay. adventurers enter books yeah, to yeah. finish them mm-hmm. was my idea. Yeah, yeah, that is a good idea. I like it a lot. Yeah, you don't need us to reiterate everything, Richard. Just pay attention, man. (laughs) No, I'll summarize it. Okay, so basically, you are called by this mage scholastic circle wizard who has spent a long time enchanting these tomes to, like, create these sort of, like, story templates. And then he wants prolific adventurers to come in and, like, create a story organically instead Mm -hmm. of, like, having someone write it. Yep. And uh, when you get to the fair... Uh, you you find out that there is someone who's sabotaging his stories, and the wizard tells you, you know, I, I bet it's that uh, grand mm, grand wizard Rogers, <laughs> Rogers, <laughs> mm, grand wizard mm, Rogers from Gondor, and so like he's gonna be in one of these three books. Uh, so you need to go in and like try and figure out like what isn't supposed to be there, and it's so it's gonna be three fairy tales. You can kind of like choose whatever setup you want. We designed a whole thing for uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Um, where you go in and you have to figure out that the grandma who is supposed to be in disguise as a wolf doesn't know that he's supposed to be a wolf. He just knows that he need- he's in disguise as a grandma. So you just like do some investigation, try and figure out that he's the one that doesn't belong. He goes like, hey, you found me and then um, escapes to another book. And then you chase him through another couple encounters. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end, you present him and you find out that they've had a long rivalry because some narratively satisfying reason. And they then you're both, on your way. Yeah, they both want to help kids, but in their own way. Right, yeah. Maybe they think, like, their, like, kind of... Medium? Teaching styles mm-hmm. um, are superior to one another. Yeah. And they're like, your reading is turning everyone into bookworms. Your music is turning everyone into... Sissies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, well, okay. Because that implies that the reading rainbow guy is, like, just, like, super, like, toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not. All right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I know. I love it. I really love what we made here. Indeed. It's pretty wild. It took a long time to get here in a weird way. But I think all of the shit that we said kind of informed what it ended up being. Yeah, I guess in a way, like, let's think about, like, what we were talking about. We talked about I Spy. We talked about childhood nostalgia. Right. And we talked about... Book Fair. Book Fair. The Scholastic Book Fair, which I think we've included all three in some weird way. It's crazy how... Well, it wasn't quick, actually. It wasn't quick at all. But... Well, part of it is also because we spent like five, ten minutes talking about the KKK, childhood right, right. drama, and your father. But, <laughs> well, yeah, and they all come together because my dad abused me as the Grand Wizard of the KKK. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, he's Asian. Was, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> what? What? I mean, he wouldn't be in the KKK. I don't oh, I thought that. he just meant like, because he's Asian, he abused you. Oh, right. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> Too late I, now. That's a stereotype. Anyways. <laughs> No, I was going to say, like, it's cool how, quote-unquote, quickly we arrived at something so concrete, like, as a concept. Like, yeah. this whole sort of, like, it's a magic book fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, improv's great. And, and it was all thanks to Daniel's new improv skills. Yeah, thank you, Improv Media. Check us out in <laughs> Chandler. We're going to be doing a showcase next Friday. 
uh, which is going to be... Yeah, going to be a showcase two weeks before this episode airs. Yeah, so you guys are probably not going to hear about it. But anyways, that's happening. Anyways, like I said, this is One Shot at a Time. We're a D&D podcast, sort of. I'm your forever DM, uh, Daniel Locke. Uh, I'm also here. I'm Daniel Lee. Uh, if you want to reach out to us with any other prompt ideas, you can send it to one shot at a time cast at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at one shot at a time and tell us everything we did wrong today or everything you tried. If tell you your ha- friends about the podcast. Exactly. Tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to spread the love because we don't pay any money to advertise. So please advertise for us with your mouth holes. And mm. that's probably gross. your talking holes. Yeah, your talking holes. And if you get a chance, leave a review. Uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a five star review. It helps the algorithm. Let us know if there's anything else you want to see. Maybe you want more armchair game theory with Daniel. We can do some stuff like that. I know some people like that. Yeah, definitely. Our- if you have feedback, for sure, no matter how critical it is, we would love to hear it. Yeah. Hit us with that nat 20 feedback. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's the show. Look forward to hearing us next week, Tuesday, same time, if I post on time. Yeah. Great. Bye. Yo, remember that time I had that fucking sick idea about wizards writing books by putting adventures (laughs) into them? Okay, we're done. That was so fucking sick, bro.